Hello, you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Um, I'm really excited to be doing a double dose of Jason. Yeah, you, you convinced me on it. I, I wasn't sure if we'd be doing this. I just watched Jason Rising, and you said to get a hold of you, said, well, let's do it for the podcast. I'm like, we just did Jason and surprise, there's Jason coming up soon, too. I'm like, I don't know about it. And then we're like, ah, bonus episode, here we go. I was going to say, it's too good not to cover. Because, yeah. I mean, number one, uh, even when, uh, because, is this going to, I don't know if you want to cut this or not. Is this coming out this Wednesday? I'll try to have it out this week before the next episode. Okay, so you may or may not have heard about Steel City Con listener. But even at Steel City Con, I just knew about Jason Rising, and I probably brought it up like four or five times that day, being like, it's on tonight. Like, it's on tonight, Greg, tonight at 10. And you're like, yeah, I know. And then immediately when I got home, I started watching it. I'm like, hi, wife. I love you. Like, go away. I need to watch Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she sat up. uh, Honestly, she did sit up here with me for a little while watching it, and then she left because I've she wasn't as into it as I was, That's but fair. I immediately like texted everyone. I'm like, Oh my God, Jason rising is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just getting ready to sleep. I see texts from you about Jason. Like, I'm going to bed, Brett. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we've been walking around a con floor for like five hours. Then we went to the Monroeville mall and I'm still up watching this like two times in one night. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you want to give a background on this for people who have no idea what we're talking about? Yeah, um, Jason Rising is a fan film, um, the same kind of shit that, like, uh, Womp Stomp does, which Womp Stomp is associated with this. Yeah. Which I was very happy to see, because, like I've said before, I love them. Uh, but it's like a fan film, because we haven't had a Friday the 13th film in, what, like, 12 years? God, wait, as many movies as there have been is how many years we've been waiting, yes. It's insane, like, I, and... Thank God that people like this are stepping up to give us like good quality content. And that's not an exaggeration, people. If you're on the fence, this is legit good quality, professional camera work, everything like that. It's it's top notch stuff. Like you won't be disappointed. It's not a guy in a spirit Halloween costume running around. Nothing like that. No, I mean, yeah, it's not like a Star Wars fanfic where, like, somehow they're, like, in the woods for, like, 90% of the movie because it's so cheap. It makes sense why they're in, why they are in the woods, because it's a Friday the 13th film. Yeah, most Friday the 13ths take place in the woods, except for one in space and one on a boat. Oh, fucking Vancouver. <laughs> um, But uh, directed by James Sweet, and the writer is... Uh, I, this name is really bad, so I'm going to say it and then also spell it because you deserve it. <clears throat> um, Vincente DeSante is V-I-N-C-E-N-T-E-D-I-S-A-N-T-I. I can't correct you because I don't know. Me neither. I'm sorry, but you wrote a great movie. Yeah, so um, there will be spoilers in this, so we'll do a real quick spoiler why you should watch it before we talk about it a little bit. We're not going to beat for beat it like a regular episode or anything, but I'll say this. If you're a fan of the franchise as a whole, I'm talking Friday the 13th, original, whole way up to remake, 
there will be things in here that you really like. The the yo-yo makes a cameo. Yeah. I will also say they do something I had never considered, and I've sat and brainstormed, oh, what would be cool if they did in the next movie a thousand times, and I never came across this. So it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, when I saw that happen, I was like, holy shit. Like, this immediately, like, piqued my interest level, like, 100%. Yeah, so last Friday was a Friday the 13th. If you're still in the spirit, 100%, you should watch it. It's also free on YouTube. Yeah, that's the other kicker. No money is involved from you. Right. But I do believe I did watch their, um, I think yesterday or the day before, they did a live stream, like the makers of this movie and like a couple Womp Stomp guys, I think. And they were already a little bit talking about a second movie, but they were like, of course, we're going to have to raise like a lot of money and it's going to take a while. But they yeah. steam into it. Good. All right, so are we spoiling from now yeah, on? Yeah, I'd say from here on out, um, if you don't want anything spoiled, go to YouTube. It's probably on your phone right now. You have YouTube. Go watch it, then come back. All right, three, two, one. Fucking, there's a zombie Pamela Voorhees that shows the fuck up without a head. Yeah, headless Pamela Voorhees. Which, look, so when we saw it dragging the coffin and everything, Brett, I thought this was like a vision, like a metaphor for... It's his mom always guiding him to wake back up from the dead. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I had not considered, no, that's a real fucking headless Pamela Voorhees until the one Marshall saw him. I'm like, oh, fuck. Saw her. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, as soon as the Marshall sees, like, the zombie and shoots it, you're like, oh, shit, this is real. Because they've played with this kind of thing in many Friday the 13th movies of, like, Jason's main focus is his mother and, like, avenging her and whatnot. Yeah, kill for mother, Jason, you know, yeah. all that stuff. But that was the biggest... That, you know what? I lied. That's That wasn't the biggest shock to me. The biggest shock to me, since we're jumping all over the place, fucking right. Alice is in this movie, Brett! Yeah, where they really... They kind of, like... Forget about the beginning of part two if you're going to watch this movie. Because who cares? It's kind of a shitty death anyway. We want Adrian King back. I mean, it's amazing. She doesn't that get she decapitated, does she? Do this. <laughs> she doesn't get decapitated or anything, does she? Oh, no. She survives at the end because uh, she has the mother's head. Because at the very no, end. I mean, I mean, in the. In the in part two. Oh, in part two, she doesn't get decapitated, but she gets stabbed like in the head with an ice pick. Oh, that's true. I was gonna say she, I didn't remember how she died, but like, well, they did set up kind of. She was in witness protection, so maybe everyone thinks she died and she survived. But fair point. Yeah, where well, that kind of at least how many times have we said they throw a little tiny thing in there to help explain a little bit of uh, they show where her wounds would have been and then say like you said witness protection. So you're like, hey, she could have survived that. And it makes sense because she's on the phone with a psychologist who prescribes her meds for hallucination. She has some brain damage and issues from that. Perfect. And you did not notice who that psychologist or psychiatrist was. No, I did not. You you filled me in. Fill in the it's audience. Dr. Jenny Field, Amy Steele herself from part two, which is, I believe, my favorite final girl from the entire series. Like, she's tough. She's really awesome. Like... I don't know, something and you about know what? It. it makes sense that, like, she, Alice would be her patient. Yeah, because they went through the same kind of trauma. Yeah, who else is going to be able to understand and talk you through that? But if, we're, because we're jumping all around, because this isn't like a, like, a, like a normal, like, beat for beat episode. Um, they definitely set up a part two so well. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, let's be honest, Friday the 13th is a really easy franchise to set up a part two. You do the kick, kick, and then show him stand somewhere, or, like, open his eyes, you know? It's, that's the easiest way to set up a part two. <laughs> yeah, the, the only, Jason, like, yeah, you see him open his eye, or, or he walks out of the lake, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm rock hard and splooting everywhere, like, Liz, get a towel! <laughs> it's the easiest franchise to set up there's going to be another one in the world and out of all of these franchises i am such a sucker for it because every single time i'm like yay and i'm five again clapping like oh that wasn't an insult when i said it that was oh, just I know. pointing out oh yeah but um there's that i mean jason i thought was kind of cool the only thing i could think of is like they show some like close up of his clothes, and I wish they looked more tattered and dirty. They look brand new almost. I'm with you on the clothes. I thought I'm like, did he steal someone's clothes? Which they never really mention how he keeps getting new clothes. I guess eventually that happens, but he may have because Pamela's like clothes were completely tattered. Yeah, so he could have. And the other thing, like, I love the face makeup on Jason. We just got to talk about Friday Part 8, and we were talking about that face reveal. I actually like this face, the little bits we saw of it. Yeah, this one looks good, and like you said, the little bits we saw of it. We just got glimpses, which makes your mind play like, oh, I wonder what the rest of it looks like. I know it's getting cliche, and, you know, maybe that means I should dislike it, but I don't dislike it. I love the Halloween Texas Chainsaw 3D um, what I hear they're doing with The Exorcist, like, going back to original or original two or three, and then chopping off all the rest of the sequels, kind of, where you don't necessarily have to, but you can take it or leave it type deal, and then continuing on, like oh, how I they did. This is basically from part one to now, you can kind of go with that. Well, I, I believe it's like, after part four to this movie, because they talk about the Jarvis kid, and he's kind of in the same clothes as he was in part four. Yes, but that, that said, it doesn't have to be all of them. But right. I know I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. I know it's becoming so common, but I love it. Just oh, so reset that continuity a little bit. And that doesn't take away that I love those other sequels and stuff. But sometimes I'm like, well, what would have happened if just this? And it's something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, even in the age of Marvel we're in, like, we're in the multiverse. Like, we're used to that now. Why not do that with things like this as well, where we can jump around, where, like... The next movie might take place after part seven. Who cares? You know, yeah, like, they're, they're stories at the end of the day. Like, it's not real history. So look, play with it. Like, tell me some cool stuff. Well, but if this happened, here you go. Yeah, I'd rather have a cool story than have it perfectly line up with, like, this decades of continuity, you know? Well, I can go either way because I'm a sucker for continuity porn. Like, a call callback from eight movies ago, random thing. But also... 100% agree. I can go either way. I appreciate both styles. Well, I saw the yo-yo dripping blood, and I was like, ooh, part three! That's so cool! Yay, I'm clapping! Like, they got me so hard. <laughs> Man, Crystal Lake looked cool, didn't it? The cabins and the the bloody stabbed mattresses and stuff. That was a cool set, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. It, it looked uh, really rustic and run down itself. Like, they did a good job with that. Yeah, so I was also happy this was a little longer than a half hour. Yeah, when I got home and saw that it was like an hour long, I was like, sweet. Like, because Never Hiking the Snow, I love it so much, but it's only half an hour. Yeah. And I've watched it so many times, and I'm always like, oh god, I wish there was more. Well, I, don't get me wrong, I was still that way with this one. Oh yeah, completely. 
did you get um texas chainsaw 2 vibes when the mom has the chainsaw yeah the way she ran and swinging it around and everything yeah, yeah. it's very like bill mosley or it's like leatherface when he's like hooked to the corpse at the very beginning when he's like chasing down the car yeah um other th- we mentioned the clothes the only other little thing that i didn't care for too much and i get why they were there they were there to bring everyone else together but the escaped convicts i really didn't give a fuck about them um yeah. i get they were there for to be meat for the machete you know what i mean that's that's what they were but and it so- was also at least a new idea other than these teens are in the same car and they're going to this lake to have sex with each other it was a yeah. new thing yeah, and I don't get me wrong, I wouldn't have complained about that because I love that. And I didn't hate it either, but that was once we got to the marshals and the the hometown cops, I really cared more about the victims than not even cared, but were more interested in them than I was about these escaped convicts. Well yeah, these escaped convicts I couldn't really care about. It was a cool shot when the marshals and whatnot are going into the forest on the uh ATVs and it's that overhead shot. Oh, that was neat. Um, the other really cool camera shot, since he brought that up, is when Jason's pulling the boat in, and that camera yeah. shot in front of the victim being pulled back towards Jason was awesome. That, and then when she kind of, when they they do the like homage to part one when he jumps out of the water and grabs her, and then somehow he like it's a really cool shot, but it doesn't make sense because his mask was on the shore. But he's like putting his mask back on, like behind her. But it's an amazing shot. Like, if I could have that as a poster. I'd grab it on his way back in, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, mate. Well, this is also, like, undead Jason, so he teleports. You kind of have to know that. Speaking of that, man, you want to know the shot in this uh, film that felt most like Friday the 13th to me? Hmm. The Marshall, uh, the more chicken Marshall, the one who does the pissing and everything, like, yeah. is a distraction. There's a moment after the other one's dead, and he's like, who's there? And behind him, like up a little bit of a hill, lit by the moonlight with fog rolling in, Jason does that sidestep into camera in the background. It sounds so stupid for me to be so excited about that shot, but holy shit, I saw that shot, and that's one where I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. That felt 100% Jason to me. Very, You could tell that was like a, a hotter study right there, that particular movement and everything. Yeah, it was really cool. There's so many different, and for being an hour long, they jam-pack a lot into this movie. Oh, for sure. Um, Decent body count for an hour long, too. Um, Not that I care necessarily, even though I do Count of the Dead and stuff. A good horror movie doesn't need to have a single death, if you ask me. But for slashers, yeah, I want a body count. Did you uh, keep track at all? How many? Oh, man, no, I didn't, because I had no idea. I had, was unprepared for this, Brett. Because you said, yeah. hey, do you want to do it for throbbing? And we're like, well, what about right now? So no, I was not even watching it like for throbbing, technically, when I watched it. Yeah, we honestly like start. we messaged about doing this episode like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about what were some other standouts to you? Because those are uh, the big ones. The panel, the, the only, look. Should I point out negatives? Because I'm overwhelmingly positive. Well, yeah. The one thing, like, when the one marshal's shooting the headless Pamela, I'm like, there is no blood left in that body. That thing's basically beef jerky, dude. Oh, yeah. It would, if anything, dust would be coming off of her. 
Exactly. <laughs> but I almost take it as um remember in Jason X where they were talking about like he regenerates and whatnot and how does does his tissues do this kind of thing? Fair. Yeah, David Cronenberg wants him soft because he can regenerate tissue. Exactly. I take that as canon because it's in the re- real series, you know, quote unquote. Fair. I'll put this movie above a few of the real movies. But um, I almost take that as maybe that's part of the family thing and that's why she's bleeding and she's like, she seems to be getting better as time goes on. Yeah, like if, if you go down the curse route, like that she put a curse and that's, they do that from it, however you want to do the pure evil, you know, Necronomicon, whichever way you want to take it comes from that, you know. Which, uh, to bring up the Necronomicon, when I was watching uh, the makers of this movie's live stream on YouTube the other day, they brought up like someone's like, I thought I heard something of like some of the Necronomicon chants in the background of the one scene. And they're like, good pool. Yes, there was. I swear to God, because I have no reason to lie to you, I caught that. Yes. I, I remember I didn't... hearing it, yeah. And I was like, that sounds familiar. I thought it was just like a little hint, like, because you can take, you know, they still don't really establish. You can take the whole Jason story however you want. Like, I just lamed those ones. Were they just so pure evil? Like, what they did, was it a curse Pamela put on the lake and everything. Was it the Necronomicon? So I lo- that was like a little nod, like, hey, yeah, we know about that one. Well, I think this movie, I even love the opening of this movie because I think it, it starts with, like, the definition of curse. Like, you know how the opening of Pulp Fiction starts with the definition of, of pulp and fiction? Yeah. It does that same kind of thing, which I enjoyed. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I also, real quick, love, like, old-school Sheriff with the big, bushy mustache. I did, too, yeah. I didn't realize it was a flashback at first, and then it made complete sense. Because a little nitpick I had as well, um, the truck they used in the flashback that I guess takes place in 1984 looks like way too new of a truck. Yeah, and that maybe that's why I didn't realize it was supposed to be a flashback. Yeah, until I watched it a couple times, and I was like, wait a minute, now it makes sense if this is a flashback, but I guess they're just like, no one's going to notice if we used a new truck. And I'm like, hi, my name's Brett from Dimension Z. I fucking notice. (laughs) Now, I don't remember if we talked about it on what will be this coming Friday's episode or in person, but you didn't like that the grave was so shallow, but I will say this too, it's not an official grave, it's these people dug it and threw a casket in there. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm glad you brought that up because honestly, it should have been like way deeper. They went a few inches deep. Like the if a, there's a strong wind gust, it's going to blow all the dirt off the top of this coffin. Yeah, I don't think they were so concerned about like a final resting place. I think it was we chain this thing shut, we put it in the ground in a place where no one goes. Type well, deal. You would, you would think they would bury it like eight feet deep just we'll to put make some sure. cement over that thing. Yeah, exactly. Like. I mean, fucking Ed Gein got through, like, graves like this, and he was a scrawny little guy from Wisconsin. Like Exactly. But, yeah, the, no, and it was cool seeing, like, Pamela going to get Jason. Oh, see, yeah, and like I said, I just thought it was a metaphor for Jason, like, being pulled out by the memory of his mom or some bullshit like that. I didn't realize, no, that's headless Pamela pulling him out. Well, and then she gave him a gift. She's like, here's a uh, present for you, Jason. Here's a reward and gives him his machete back. How about the, just that concept? I can't believe that's never been done to bring Pamela back with Jason. Then you well, can have two killers. 
it is honestly so insane that I can't believe they did it, and I cannot believe they pulled it off, but they fucking did, and it's amazing. Like It is insane, but so is this franchise when you think about it. Like, yeah. just look at some of the crazy shit. We sent him the fucking space, Brett. He, he fought our space. robot. He went to New York. He fought Carrie's cousin. Like, Yeah, so that's what I mean, like, out there and insane is not off the table for this franchise. So, yeah, I can't believe they haven't done it in a regular Friday the 13th film. Well, when one day the series finally comes back officially, which, honestly, if they keep this up, fuck themselves. These guys are giving us fan films that are better than some of the movies, like I said. 100%. I will watch this probably way more than I watched Part 5 for the rest of my life. Well, let me see which ones I think it's above. It's at least above part eight and the remake for me. And I would put I, it above. I mean, you know it's not above part eight for me, but I'd have to sit and think on that. That's tricky for me. That'd would, be a much longer it, episode. I would put it above my first three, but behind Jason goes to hell. Hmm. For my, for me. But uh, do you have like an impromptu? Thing. I mean, it'd be above part part five. You know, it's my bottom. Right. Um. So it's definitely above part five for me. It's above Jason Goes to Hell for me. I like the remake a little more. I think I might put the remake just above it. So maybe somewhere in there. I this is very impromptu. I don't have them out in front of me. I'm not sitting thinking. Right. But that's a little taste of what it would be. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but uh, definitely. I mean, if you made it this far, you had some of the surprises ruined. Uh, the Alice reveal was just so fucking cool. Uh, let's yeah. just say me and the Voorhees family have a long history. It was a really cool line. Yeah. Um, it's just like how we had Tommy Jarvis come back and never hike alone. That's what this was like. Exactly. And they kept it quiet. It, it Like, I didn't know that reveal was going to happen. I also love that she lives on the lake, basically, and just has her walkie-talkie on all the time. Yeah, she has a police scanner going. And she is drinking wine, which is a little Easter egg if you follow Adrian King on social media. She has her own brand of wine. Oh, no shit. I forget what it's called, I'm sorry, but look her up on social media. She's a one fun she's fun to follow. And she's like very like pro Friday the thirteenth, like especially in the last few years. Oh, she's not one that hides from the horror movie past. No, which is honestly very surprising because she had a stalker from the first movie. I I looked it up right here, Brett. Crystal Lake Wines. There you go. Which I like wine every once in a while. That's one I would like to get. Yeah. Um, that's honestly all I really have to go too much on this, to be honest. Like, to keep it bonus length. You got anything yeah. else you want to add? No, not really. I'm just read that final shot where Jason comes out of the water, puts his mask back on, and looks at... Uh, fucking adrian king's house and it's up on the hill and it cuts and i'm just like oh i'm fucking ready for the second one. Oh, me too oh i i had one more thing i wanted to mention it's the original pamela Voorhees head yes i, I, I saw that too i mean not betsy palmer but you know right though uh when they do that cut to like it's a uh, yeah pamela's head on the beach it's like the recreation of part one scene that yeah that's yeah. the same prop it's so awesome that they got to use that <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I just saw that in the credits. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They also mentioned that on the uh, Q&A on YouTube. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Which, if you uh, if you guys are a fan of this movie or, like, us talking about it, if you want to go even deeper into it, watch that Q&A because it's really fun. 
I might check that out. Um, but yeah, we'll see you this Friday for Pet Cemetery, right? Yeah, Pet Cemetery this Friday. You're, we're going to go down that road. Yeah, so that'll be a good time. Well, we know it is. We already recorded it. But yeah. yeah. Oh, it's an A-plus episode. You should listen to it five times. <laughs> after this one. Yes, after this one. But yeah, Jason Rising, thumbs up for me. I'm not going to do my usual ratings, but I'm just saying no. great job, guys. I love 100%. It thumbs up for me as well. So you get two thumbs way up. We're allowed to do it. Those other two guys aren't. That's all I'll yeah. say. Um, all right. Well, I'll see you this Friday, Greg. All right. See ya. Throbbing!